Did you know that you could earn ASHA CEUs for listening to these podcast episodes? I think this might be the most fun and most convenient way to earn CEUs ever. Whether you are sitting by your pool during quarantine or uh, trying to fill your commutes once we head back into a normal life here, uh, the opportunities are endless and it's so incredibly convenient. And the best part is if you use the code TALKING20, you get $20 off the PodCourse membership. That is a steal. So if you're interested in getting started, head to speechtherapypd.com slash teletherapy. Uh, click the button at the top of the page to become a member, and then just scroll down to the PodCourse membership section and click that white button. Can't wait to see you in all of the future courses. Hello, and welcome to Talking Teletherapy, a weekly webinar and podcast from SpeechTherapyPD.com, where we dive into the practical details of teletherapy for speech-language pathologists. For each episode, you earn 0.1 ASHA CEUs once you complete the accompanying webinar at SpeechTherapyPD.com. It's easy. <laughs> Got a pencil? Go to SpeechTherapyPD.com slash teletherapy. For more information about earning ASHA CEUs while you listen to this very informative podcast. On with the show. Hello, everybody. Woo. Welcome to Teletherapy Creativity and Success Without the Overwhelm. I'm Shar Boshart, your host and moderator, and I personally welcome each and every one of you here. But most of all, we want you to know how much we appreciate you and your patience and your understanding and for coming back. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We really, really appreciate it. And we're so glad that you're here. Now, throughout the course, among other things, I'll be monitoring your questions. So just type your question into the Q&A tab. And when appropriate, I'll read it out loud for our presenter. Our plan <laughs> is to present the entire hour and respond to questions and comments as we go along. Also, do know there is a handout for this webinar. It's on the course page in speechtherapypd.com. Also, at the end of the hour, you have three things to do after you log into your account if you're not already logged in at speechtherapypd.com. One, fill out the survey. Two, do the exam. Three, print your certificate. Here we go. This is very exciting for me. My very, spe my very special presenter and friend is Sarah James. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> She's an MACCC SLP. She is an accomplished and highly effective speech language pathologist during face-to-face -face therapy, okay, but as well as telepractice. In fact, she's been doing teletherapy for over 15 years and continues to do it to this very day. In addition, she's an author, seminar presenter, and consultant. She's worked extensively in the public schools and has a wide range of experience in helping SLPs to connect communication skills with classroom expectations, curriculum targets, and state standards. 
Also, she does speech language and literacy seminars through the Bureau of Education and Research, as well as privately, and has five language-oriented CEU videos right here at Speech Therapy PD. <laughs> Sarah, I am thrilled that you're Hello. here. Thank Aww, you. Thank Welcome. You. Mm -hmm. Great to be here. Hello, everyone. Yes, yes. We're glad. We're glad to be here. We're glad that you're here. Um, Sarah, to get us started here, sure. most of us have been doing teletherapy for about 15 weeks. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. You've mm -hmm. been doing it for 15 years. Yes. You had to be on the ground floor. Tell us a little bit about the early years, if you would. Sure. I would be happy to. It was a really interesting time. I was living in Northwest, or I'm sorry, North, yeah, Northwest Wisconsin, a little itty bitty rural area and working in Minnesota. And the state of Minnesota had such a shortage of SLPs. I know everywhere does, but we were having a lot of issues. And I happened to be president of the Minnesota Speech Language Hearing Association. And we were trying to brainstorm ways of figuring this out. And everyone was saying telepractice. No, I don't know. That's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And the truth right. is, I didn't know if it would or not. And I said, I'm not willing to say nay or yay on something that I haven't tried personally. And mm -hmm. so my very first contract was with a school. I said, I'll give it three months. If I don't see progress with kids, have relationships with kids, teachers, and parents, I don't want to do this. It's not, it's not something that I want to do. And I've been doing it for 15 years for part of my caseload. Uh, and wow. so that is, I was on a team of four other SLPs that, that started um, the school service uh, telepractice in Minnesota. So. Oh my gosh. Wow. So have, have the, the platforms changed in the way that you Ooh, do yeah. teletherapy that's changed? Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. A lot. Back, I bet. Back in the day uh, we use Skype. Uh, and oh my. we, what we did back then was there was something called remote control. I think it was software. And so hmm. we actually were on a Skype call, controlled the, um, desktop of the students that were in front of us. And that's how we, we had all of our materials on there, pulled up websites, et cetera. So that's mm -hmm. how we did it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's very interesting. I'm sure that things have been upgraded a little bit, and you're going to share oh, yes. a bunch of that with us tonight. Yeah. Um, you've got your handout, right? That yes. is going to serve as our guide to get us through, right? Yes. Are I, you going to pull that I up? Will, or what? I will share that right now. Okay. All right. And then you'll just get us going. I know that you're going to start with your one, two, threes, I bet. That's what yes. I have here on my list. That is okay. what I will do. Well, right. everyone, uh, welcome SLPs. I, I love talking to, to all of you. I know. And please um, help us uh, with any of the hints and tips that you have to be um, a, a successful SLP who uses the service delivery model of telepractice. I say that very, very uh, mindfully, because my number one on the one, two, threes of telepractice are you are an SLP first. This is something that is so important to me. I don't consider myself a telepractitioner and then an SLP. I consider myself an SLP who provides services via telepractice, which is a service delivery model. Mm -hmm. My mantra is it's all about 
the SLP. It's not about the service delivery model. It's not about the materials. The top two things that we've got here are the SLP and the people that we're working with. So right. you're an SLP first. Don't forget that. And don't make the service delivery model more important or the materials more important. Mm -hmm. My number two is stop searching and start connecting. Now, what does this mean to me? It means everyone wants to have, and I might be exaggerating a little here, but like eight bajillion different websites, apps, sources, software, teacher pay teacher, boom cards. I mean, just everything. Everyone wants to have so many available uh, to them that sometimes we really focus more on the materials that we have or don't have than connecting with students. And, and I will tell you that um, my next three here are critical for telepractice, just like they are, uh, you know, for face-to-face -face or in uh, person, we can call it in person, because I really consider, and I know I might be alone here, but to me, when I have live audio and video and I'm talking right to someone, that to me is face-to-face. -face. So in person really is a different situation for us, but we have to remember body, mind, spirit connection with kids. And so uh, body connection, meaning they have to be comfortable. Maybe they want to stand. Uh, maybe they need squishies in their hand. Maybe they need, um, you know, their feet aren't touching the ground. So to have that body mm -hmm. connection or even movement breaks with them, um, right. I think are important as well. And having seated movement breaks as an SLP is something that I do every day. Um, I can use concept words, I can use right and left, I can use um, anything, uh, body parts, uh, parts of the room, anything like that, that I can do, keeping them connected to me uh, through their movement. Mom, okay, I didn't get that part. Sarah, can you tell me exactly what you do there? Are you asking them to point to or touch or what sure. are you asking them to move or what are you asking yeah. them to do? So when I say movement breaks, that's kind of like there's this movement towards movement breaks right now, right? Like just look on YouTube or, or all of hmm. those different places. And so um, what I have kids do um, is make movement part of my session because it is such a different experience having a headset on and sitting in front of a camera. I like to engage them by having them either be part of, and we'll kind of demonstrate some of those options too, with a mouse or a touch screen, but also always having them uh, be part of the movement with raise your right hand, tap your left foot, uh, a movement break with concepts. Um, I see. Look I up, see. Look down, look to your left, look to your right, because we have to make sure um, that they are engaged because it can be more difficult for kids to have to sit in front of a computer with a headset on. So that's why that's so critical for me. Okay. So that's kind of a following directions thing too. Yes, it is. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Auditory yes. receptive. Okay. Got it. Okay. Sounds so, good. Yes. Excellent. So the mind connection number four for me is the relationship that I have with my students. As SLPs, we already know it's relationship first this is what we need to do we need to have some sort of connection with kids relate to them whether it's about their school whether it's about their home whether it's about their activities whether it's about their pets their grandmas and grandpas whatever it is their favorite topic any of those things we have to have that kind of engagement and connection with them and so being able to use motivating tools specific to a student are are very important too and i will tell you 
it is not difficult. I have not found it difficult to connect and have very close relationships with my students uh, via telepractice, which is critical for me in, in my yes. uh, in my practice. It's yes. Um, I always say um, having um, a child having like the time of their life and having fun is not required. Okay, that's yeah. not required. I'm, right. I'm not that nice. What I am <laughs> is I want a relationship. I want a connection. I need them to know this is important. This is school. We are working right now. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. yeah, well, that kind of builds trust. Yes. From the child's perspective. So. Sure, sure. Trust and, it, and then your relevancy. Yes. Yeah. And okay. I agree. And it builds, they listen to me even when they have no reason to. Uh, <laughs> you need to stop doing that put the mouse down, quit flashing the lights, you know, all of these little things. And, and once you have that kind of connection with them and that trust, like you said, they, yeah. it's, a, it's a really great thing. Yeah. Um, and so number five uh, and spirit connection. Now, just give me a minute. People think this is a little <laughs> bit of woo woo, woo, -woo. <laughs> going down the, the nut not build train here, but really intuition is a critical piece okay. of being a therapist. So that's what I mean by that. Using your intuition is something that we do, even if people aren't thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm so intuitive in my therapy sessions. I believe in my observations of SLPs that a lot of us are, and we have to be. What do I mean by telepractice? What I mean is there's a little bit extra or some compensating using your um, therapist intuition of, is this too much? Is this not enough? Are they almost... Uh, do they want to leave? Do they need to stand up? Uh, how can I engage them more? How can I challenge them more? So you need to be extra focused on facial expressions or uh, body language, things that you're already used to doing. It's just a little bit of an extra um, that once you get to know these kids, it's not even going to feel like an extra, but I wanted to okay. mention it. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the intuitive okay. SLP. This is something really important. Yes. Uh, and then number six, be mindful of the rules. I mean, that's just a given. Uh, you have to be thinking about your license and the rules and the regulations and where you are and where the student is. And we'll talk a little bit more about that um, okay. later. But uh, and then number seven, be gentle with yourself. Take care of yourself. Know that moving into a telepractice uh, model is different for your body. A lot of speech language pathologists are hall walkers, hall talkers. I mean, that's when we do some of our therapy or when we meet with teachers or when we schedule meetings or, or whatever, and there's not that going on. And so some of us feel like, oh, we're really missing out on those relationships, but we're also missing out on that physical movement with our bodies. So what I do is I have a, I made a desk for myself. Anyone can, you know, just like with boxes or something, you can make a stand-up desk. Um, I like to have different options. So I stand, I have a ball that I sit on, I have a regular chair that I sit on, and hmm. I um, kind of go through those during the day, depending. Um, some people do five minutes in between sessions. I don't do that. Um, I give myself a lot of movement in my halfway point of my day, the beginning of my day and the end of my day, and just mm -hmm. make sure that I am cognizant of that. Mm -hmm. So those yeah, are also, my, yeah, oh, go yeah. ahead. Um, maybe you could ask for Christmas present, um, a very desk, <laughs> oh. you know, you've seen those commercials, you know, where you lift it and the, the whole desk lifts up and your computer's oh. on there and you can yes, stand yes, yes. or Lovely. you could move it down. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. there you go. I'm, I'm old school and low tech, but I, I would love to move to be high tech. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, there's no tech, <clears throat> excuse me, there's no technology there. There's just lifting and lowering. Yeah, I, I do yeah. think that's important. Thank you yeah, for- Of the very desk, yeah. Yeah. It has your yeah. computer and your, your stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So those are my kind of one, two, threes, the, just okay. the, the very foundations of SLP ness in this telepractice deal we have going. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. All right. So let's move into telepractice models. Okay. And these are not like ASHA or, you know, any kind of formal models. These are the different models that I've worked in. And so that's why I like to talk through what are some options for people who have not done this before or don't really know what the different pieces to the puzzle are. So here's what I've named them. And, and again, not official, you know, not ASHA endorsed, but this is just Sarah James, um, Sarah James thinking here of telepractice models. So total telepractice. You are never going to your site with your students. You are doing all assessments, screenings, meetings, and services via telepractice. That's what's happening. Uh, there's no uh, going um, to, to the site. Uh, and that's what a lot of people, I think, had to do during this distance learning. Uh, yeah, some, everybody. Right. So some people have... Um, a number two, a mixed telepractice, which is something where they have quarterly, trimester, you know, semester visits, monthly visits to the site. Hmm. And so they see kids uh, both meeting them in person and via telepractice. And so that I think is another piece that, that people can know about. I mean, there are um, people that like to be able to see their students in person as well. And, and some people get to do that. Mm -hmm. And number three, what I call is like the partner telepractice. And hmm. so that is something that I've also done where I have an SLP that's really, I'm going to call them the lead SLP on site. And I am working with the students that could be the overflow students um, that because their caseload is so large, they need a, um, SLP via telepractice because there's not one available or it's only a point two position or, or something like that. And they just need more mm -hmm. um, SLPs on, um, on board to help. Hmm. So that's hmm. what I'm talking about, a total, okay. a mixed or a partner. Okay. And, and would the diagnostics, you know, the evaluation piece fit into number three? or mixed as well. You could go to the actual, yes. to the school or the yes. site and do the testing so, and then you do the therapy um, yep. online. So I'm, I'm a combination right now in my job of two and three. So I'm mixed okay. because I see kids via telepractice the majority of the time, but I also make school visits. And that's when I like to work with each of the students just for a short amount of time. I like to do my screenings, assessments. I schedule any meetings I can in the couple of days that I'm there. I'm also the overflow person. And so for the majority of assessments and initial assessments, the person on site is doing those and okay. completing those. Okay. So there's, there's different ways that you can combine these and uh, be extremely helpful or very independent, um, you know, in your, 
in your practice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've even heard of a district having one or two SLPs that go around and do the evaluations. Yes. And the you evaluation know, team. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. those, those are different models have been tried because um, we don't have enough SLPs right now. And so, you know, we just have to, we have to really be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good information. All right. Then we're moving into ABCs. Yes. Okay. This is just what I'm calling this. I, I have been keeping, and, and I do this um, for myself about different topics, uh, but I like to just kind of have a list of what terms go with what, and what do I need to know along with some, some, um, maybe links and things like that. So let's just go through <clears throat> what I think are um, some really key points here that we need to talk about. So of course we know ASHA, <clears throat> American Speech Language Hearing Association, and they really are the ones who are um, giving us the, um, the role of an SLP in, in telepractice. They named telepractice, uh, they gave it that name. Um, by the way, I'm wondering, this would be interesting if people know, and I don't necessarily have my chat open right now, uh, but Char, maybe you can tell me. Um, I'm wondering if people know who the first uh, people were that started telepractice as speech language pathologists, what setting they were in, because this has started long before 2005, um, Sarah James and team in Minnesota. Um, this started um, with, oh, oh yes, yes, absolutely. It was the VA. So I always like to give credit where credit is due. And I'm telling you, um, those SLPs in the VAs way back when, when they were desperate to see their clients and their clients couldn't all get to them or get to them regularly, that's what they did. And so um, Ash has done a nice job kind of, of giving a historical piece on telepractice um, through the ASHA leader. I've read it and I, I've really looked up a lot about it because I'm so fascinated with how they did with less, you know, because these therapists were so dedicated to their patients that um, they, they needed to find a way to, to see them um, through whatever um, means they could. And so that was, that was the beginning uh, okay. of telepractice. Okay. All right. And so, you know, Sarah, yeah. could I interrupt just, just briefly? I want to keep up sure. here with some of these questions and comments. Um, I okay. love this from Diane. She says, um, and I'm assuming this is to keep all of us moving as we're sitting there and, and doing therapy online. She says, I use a foot bicycle under the desk. Cool. I, like I love that. that. I love Great. that. Yeah. And then also, and I don't know where, what, what the, you know, what more that we need needs to be said, but okay. um, uh, Gabriella says, I'm interested to find out more about working as an SLP who provides some of the overflow student therapy services. <clears throat> like, I guess she's wondering, how do you, you know, do you, how do you find how that? Do you, how do you find that? Right. Yeah. And, and there's no easy answer to that, except if you are in touch with school districts in your state and let them know that. I mean, I've been doing this long enough that my state kind of knows like, oh, Sarah does this and um, hey, we have a point two or we have 10 kids here. And so that's how I piece together my caseload um, at this okay, time. It's reputation. Yeah, it, there really isn't a specific way that I know of to do that. Although great question, I wish there were. Um, yeah. I think putting it out there to your state 
um, in the different school districts or you know however wherever you're licensed if you're licensed in your state or another state um, that would be that would be something that I, I could offer. Okay, okay. Or maybe maybe your state association, your SLP state, state association, or maybe mm -hmm. even just contacting some of the school districts in your area. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, just to see, let yes. them know that you're available. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm just gonna answer that with one more way. Another yes. way that I've actually done it that I've, I've seen kind of part-time as in less than 0.5 positions that are very difficult to fill in my area and then I will contact them and say, I'll do it via telepractice. So even okay. if it's not advertised that way, I would say offer that to them. That, that's, yes. just another, that's another thought that I had there at the last. At the okay, last. good. Good to know. Thank you. Sure. All right. Thank you. BAA? Yes. Oh, so the BAA, I'm sure most of us have heard of this now. It's the Business Associate Agreement. And so if you work with Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Google Meet, um, and you have the kind of uh, subscription that allows you to have a BAA, which is basically saying they can protect um, the protected health information, they can meet HIPAA and FERPA. Um, so BAA, you want to get that with, if you're just a lone practitioner with, like for instance, Zoom, I have the Zoom subscription that, that um, I can use um, the BAA. And so that is a protective um, piece. And, and I know that that wasn't always done during this distance learning with everyone. So, and I think it was hmm. um, really talked about a lot. And so just know that that's what that is. And you can request that. And it usually doesn't cost money um, to have a BAA agreement with um, whoever you are doing um, your um, services with. Okay. It, that's the legal piece. That's the legal piece. Now, okay. if you have a, a, an official platform, Form, which we're going to talk a little bit more about that. If you have a platform that already is designed for SLPs and it already has materials and screen sharing and, and whiteboards and it's designed specifically for um, therapy services, that's a, a BAA agreement is with is with that platform. Right. They take as care of that. As far as I know, not individual therapists. Right. Okay. And and also if you work with a virtual school, this is the the platform they use. It's not something. It's it's really just um for the the ones that i mentioned um okay all right uh all right. code of code of ethics we know um is very important in asha and and that's always one of my biggest considerations when, when i'm working via telepractice it is do i have the right to say no this isn't working for this student what can we do hmm. for me that's critical uh because i and it's not that i can't work with that student but maybe it's not directly, maybe it's indirectly consultation. I train someone that is with that student all the time. Um, and, and I'm not someone, and, and you know, I'm sorry to say, uh, I'm not sorry to say, but I, I know some people don't like this, but I'm not an SLP who thinks telepractice should take over the world and telepractice um, is for everyone. I, that's not what I believe. So I'm just gonna get yeah. that right out there. Uh, but the ASHA Code of Ethics has um, maybe five or six very specific pieces in it um, regarding telepractice. Um, okay. and so that's something that I think people should be aware of. And then they do have in the ASHA leader 10, um, top 10 ethical considerations for telepractice. And okay. so I have a link to that there. Excellent. Okay. 
Um, just this is a, actually this is a term and Shar said no you don't have to tell them that I came up with this but this is Shar's term <laughs> that I am copying um, it's compensatory concession you can have it <laughs> okay compensatory concession which means there are some things that you have to change or add um, specifically to your therapy because you're not physically in the room with a, a child. And, and one thing that, that came up that Shar and I have talked about, it's really important for me to get really up close to a mouth and see what's going on. And I, it's almost obnoxious, but I, I it's just the way I roll, I have to do it. So when yeah. I'm not with a student, um, I am asking parents or, t or whoever is um, available to do it for me to take a close-up video with them saying words that I want them to say or sentences or reading or talking or whatever it might be. So that's an example of something uh, that you may have to do a little bit different in order to feel completely comfortable in, hey, I know these students mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing. So that's right. just, that's a, a term that's not easily... Um, definable but that that's just an example of what i'm talking okay. about there okay. okay distance learning uh darn it we all know what that is now right <laughs> we were just like forced into it so uh yeah let's just skip on through yeah, that i know that right? okay let's skip through that one okay. um e-helper this is one that i've heard a lot uh and i didn't coin this term and i really don't use this but it's an adult assistant that's with kids or a group of kids uh, that are receiving services via telepractice. And here's what I'm going to say uh, about an e-helper. Um, they can be great, but they can also not be great, but they can be the opposite of great. Uh, and so what I say is they're for safety and technology and not for communication uh, between the child and I. And why that's important is because a lot of times, even during distance learning, I had a lot of cousins, aunts, grandmas, grandpas helping, loved them all. I mean, oh my gosh, you know, Grandma Gloria, you know, we just fell in love with her. However, they were talking, like they were answering my questions. You know, when you say to a kid, hey, what day is it today? You know, you're not asking because you don't know. You know what I mean? You're asking because yeah. you don't want to know, you know. But Grandma Gloria was answering that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and they're just doing it because they think they have to. You know, they are doing it because they want to do the best job. So one suggestion that I have is before the first session, it, it's the easiest time to do it before the first session because it's really kind of hard after the first session. I, I experienced that is what we need to lay out for them is you're there for the child's safety and for technology. If something goes wrong or they can't use the mouse or something freezes up or they get on a wrong tab, you know, you're there for that and also for, for um, their safety, like I said. But I don't want you to repeat what I say. I don't want you to answer for them. I don't want you to repeat their answer. I don't want you to further explain things for me. I don't want you to say, you need to answer. Let's go. You know, because I had a lot of that, a lot of, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of that. So uh, we don't want our e-helpers to feel badly, but we need them to know what their role is because if they are communicating for me or for that student, that therapy is not, what it's intended to be. And, and right. I know that everyone knows that, right? So, um, so that's just kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah, no, that's, that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could throw your whole therapy session. It really yeah. can. Yeah. yeah, it really can. Absolutely. Um, so these next two FERPA and HIPAA, 
Family Education Rights and Privacy Act um, protects, um, of course, the school records, education records, um, Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. Um, that is the um, PHI, the, um, the, the um, health information. So uh, what we need to know is that is related to that BAA and uh, we really have to be co conscious of that. If, if we're not conscious of that, that could cause problems. I'm, I'm just gonna say that and I think we all know what that means. So um, let's just know about it. Got it. Uh, licensure is the next on my list here. And yeah. the easiest way for me to think about it is this, and, and this is not, I think not everyone agrees with this, but and not everyone has to agree with me, but I'm just thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure this is like the way it is, but uh, people are saying, no, licensure, where are you, where is the student, meaning state, and then you need to have a license for both of those. So being licensed in your state is not enough. I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that. I mean, they're doing this compact now between, I think they have six states in it, ASHA is, is doing that. And so they're, they're trying to figure out if they get 10 states um, and they just had five and six sign on today, but if they get 10 states, it's going to be those 10 states can work within, I think it's a region, work within each other. Um, like if I'm in Wisconsin, I can work in Minnesota without a Minnesota license. Um, so they're trying to make it easier in the telepractice distance learning age. Yes. Um, my situation right now is we're trying to get like a, a tri-state um, agreement, I think, for PT, mm. um, OT, and, and speech-language pathologists. So, but for right now, the way it's been done, the way it's been for me for 15 years is, where's the SLP? I'm in Wisconsin. So I have to be licensed in Wisconsin and really... Um, I have to be licensed by my health department because my office here, my home is a private practice and I have to be, my private practice has to be licensed. And so, and where's my student? My students are all in Minnesota. And so what that means is I have to be licensed in Minnesota through their education uh, licensure. So Minnesota still has two licenses and so does Wisconsin. So that's why I say health department versus education. Uh, and so that's what, um, that's what I need to do. That is my strong suggestion is to mm -hmm. be licensed in both until mm -hmm. further notice. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, and I do know one state uh, that has a telepractice license, if I'm not mistaken, Florida, I believe, I hope I'm not saying that wrong. Um, I read about that. And so that means if you have a license in another state, it's just easier to get a telepractice license. Um, so you can practice in Florida. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, question, comment here from Diane. Are you, are you, Sarah, an mm -hmm. independent contractor or an employee of your school district? Zoom charges $200 a month for BAA. That is a great idea. I work for a company that has contracts with school districts. And okay. I, yeah, so I work for a platform and yes, I, I agree with you. I got in on this deal right during distance learning where I got like six months where it's 15 months or $15 a month. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't, they were offering that right away. I am very sensitive to, to that. It's, it's not, um, it's not cheap. So my employer pays for um, and actually I use a platform that I'm going to talk about in a little bit, but that, that's a good point. And that's a good question. And that's why with school districts, if you do work for a school district, 
Um, Microsoft Teams and Google Meet both have BAA option agreements. And so if you work for a Google focused school, um, that's, you know, and you have the G Suite, that would probably be the way to go. If you work for a school who's Microsoft focused, that, that Teams would be the way to go. And I've used all three of these. Hmm. Good, uh, good to know. So those are just a couple of things. Now that might not be the, the perfect answer there, but that's, that's what I can tell you. That's what it is. Okay, good. Platform. So this is a, a, a term that I think is important to, to know the difference between this and some other ones. So platform, in the world of telepractice, a platform is video conferencing space that also has uh, materials. It is set up for therapy um, it versus Zoom, which is just video and audio, which is nothing wrong with that. But a platform uh, has oftentimes has um, the materials, the screen share, the videos right embedded in it. And so you log on to your classroom and you can have all of that um, right there. So platforms are things like, and I, I list a couple of other ones and I'm, I'm not promoting one over another, but um, Thera platform is something I've worked with. There's Blink um, and there, there's a couple of other ones that, that we can mention too. Again, I'm not here to promote any of them. Um, presence learning is a big one. Presence learning, right? Is that yes or no? Presence learning is a company, a company that has a platform. Okay, it's just a little bit different. Um, okay, yeah, but we'll we'll talk about that. Okay, good. All right, so position statement for ASHA. This is where we talk about telepractice, um, and it says this. It says the quality of the services delivered via telepractice must be consistent with the quality of services delivered face to face. So. That is their position statement. That's not in their code of ethics. Uh, that is, what does that mean? You know, it's not real definable. It is, you have to govern yourself. Am I having a successful therapy session? Have I been in many in-person therapy sessions that have not been successful? Yeah, you know, I mean, can we, we all, all just say like, you know, yeah, we have. So I don't think of, of um, telepractice as something that I have to, um, have perfect sessions because perfect is not existent in my world. I mean, if you knew me, you'd know that it's just not existent in my world. And so I do the best that I can. If I'm making progress with kids, if I, you know, we have good audio and video, I have a connection, I have communication. Um, those are the things that are the most important to me. But am I on a daily basis saying, would this be the same as if I was in the building? I, I'm not saying that to myself. I'm confident in myself as a speech language pathologist. So I don't have to think about telepractice so much. This is how I um, roll with, with, with this. So you're gonna have to roll the way you're comfortable with. Q Global, I'm sure is something that most of us have heard about. It's through Pearson. Pearson, that big, that big old company that we know about that sells our tests. So Q Global is a web-based evaluation administration system, basically. So if you wanna give the cell five, and you're doing it through telepractice, there are some platforms that have Q Global as part of the platform. So that's an option. What am I doing? I'm doing it, the cell five today. I'm gonna click on cell five and we're gonna go through everything just like, uh, just like I had the book. So that's what Q Global does. And uh, people ask me all the time about evaluations and oh my gosh, how can you do this? And, and I, I don't disagree. Uh, Here's what Pearson has said. Are these tests 
standardized via telepractice. No, have these test scores been compared? I give this to you face-to-face. -face. I give this to you via telepractice, Q Global. Those have been um, studied very, uh, very much. And there are, um, the standard error of measure, it has been met uh, for that. So um, they're not seeing a difference. That's why they're, they're doing it. That's why they've been doing it. Hmm. Okay. So I'm not trying to push one over the other. I don't know about a lot of other systems that are as sophisticated and far along with web-based evaluation administration. So do we just Google Q Global and yep. it comes up and we go yep. on and we pay our monthly fee? Yes. And we can access it? Is it that kind of thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. There's different, there's different kinds of contracts. Like sometimes it's per administration and I don't really know what the other ones are these days, but. Okay. All right. And I do have another question here and it's a FERPA question. Quickly, okay. do, do parents need to sign a form for group therapy via teletherapy to be FERPA compliant since information could get disclosed to other students, family members? Well, it really depends on if the kids are in school. So I really only dealt with that in school, my, my students in school. So of course, obviously we all know that they don't. That is something that has been asked so many times. This is such a great question and there's not one answer to it. That's something your school district is going to have to figure out. Because uh, yes, of course, if you have three e-helpers with three four-year-olds, right? you know, you're going to see things, you're going to hear things and, and they're going to all know, oh, he's working on that. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have I ever right. seen some sort of disclosure form? I haven't. Um, and what we had to do during my distance learning for my school districts is I just did, I had to do everyone individually. So we had to kind of change the schedule and et cetera. So I haven't dealt with that directly. That is something that the school district is definitely going to have to, um, figure out. And the reason I say that is because I've heard both yes and no. So I, I don't have a good, um, a good answer for that. But thank you for bringing hmm. that up. And please address that uh, with your, that's a really good point with your school districts. I have had um, SLPs I know that have made up their own form and had parents sign that and some that have not. So hmm. Hmm. Okay. But, we have to say distance learning was a different situation. Distance learning was, was a lot of people were under stress, desperate. Maybe parents didn't care as much at that time, but they will moving forward. So I do think that that's something that needs to be addressed, definitely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good point. Uh, reimbursement. So we're thinking about reimbursement, of course. Uh, anyone who works in a school, I think it's been on the books for years that we can bill MA. Uh, and so via telepractice, I've billed MA um, since it was in law that, that um, we could bill MA. So MA is that pot of money um, that, that they give some to, uh, you know, some to healthcare and some to schools. And so we are able to, via telepractice services, bill for MA in my state. Um, now, that, MA that is, is what? Medi What's uh, MA? Medicaid. Yeah, Medicaid. Medicaid. Like okay. The, yep. That's what I like thought. The, the birth to 18. Um, right. You know, yeah. So, but certainly not Medicare. Right. I mean, not it, it's for the older they've been, they've been doing a little bit of changing here and there really? um, for ah. Medicare. And so Medicare, okay. Medicaid, private insurance, what I'm most familiar with schools, and that's kind of what I'm focused on here is Medicaid. But there's been a lot of progress with private insurance and Medicare, this pandemic and, and distance learning and 
everyone having to to provide services um, remotely has really changed that in and progressed some things. So there there are a lot of SLP um, watchdog groups that are keeping track of that right now. Okay. Ooh, I love these next three. All right. Resources. Yeah, resources. So yeah. Just, I just wanted to show a couple of, of pieces here. So I'm a very um, keep it simple kind of SLP. I'm, I believe that the higher tech, the activity or the resource is uh, what's going to happen to me is what if it doesn't load right away? What if, what if for some reason the upload or download speed just is off or the system is off? And so it's taking one or two minutes for this to load and we're all waiting for the video or the game. It, that happens. I mean, that is real life. And that's like you going to your file cabinet and not being able to find, you know, something that, that happens to anyone but me. But if you're in a face-to-face -face situation or in your in-person situation. So I like to do shorter sessions more frequently with the kids and just keep them going like this. And so I love the high tech, really fancy games, et cetera, but I don't um, always rely on those. I don't always mm -hmm. rely on those. So okay. I'm just gonna show you, when I say created, um, I just mean just very simple things that, that, you know, I have, that I have um, done. And so I'm just gonna click here. So this is, um, okay, so we're not gonna, there's no identifying information except Jaden's name. So Jaden is a Lisp and R kid. And so I always use Google Docs. That's because I am a Google person. So I am constantly pulling up and sharing Google Docs that I can write and I say live. And by live, I mean, um, I can create any sentences. I can make it as big as I want. Uh, and the reason that I'm saying as big as I want, because some of the platforms you go into their whiteboards or when you create a document, the writing is very, very small. And so that's been something that I've really had to figure out. So I like, um, and I'm sure with some of them, you can change the settings, but it's not always um, easy to keep the larger writing. And so I'm really into the big writing. And so I just make all of my own uh, pieces for kids live as we're doing it. I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of what I call functional words for kids. They, a lot of them come off the Dolch and the Fry word lists. And so that's something that I find really important. And so these are just all the words that we don't really think of when we're practicing the s or z, but the is, was, as, his, first, said, words, used, these kinds of words. And then I'm having Jaden make up his own sentences. Now, is this anything like, wow, who cares? What is this? We all do this. But when you're doing it via telepractice, um, having kids be able to type on here, which they're able to do their own typing, or me, um, you know, working with a group and saying, okay, um, whoops, okay, Jaden, you are uh, my yellow guy, um, you know, and having another um, student do, you're my blue guy. Uh, and so things like that, I think, are really um, important. So this is so simple and yet this is what I do constantly another thing I do is I have kids have um like a pair of of you know like either one die or a pair of dice so they can always shake something I know there's like things online too but I like for kids to be able to have a deck of cards and dice and so we can just pick a number and you're going to do that many and so we're doing like the functional remember I said body connection keeping these kids connected 
that's a way to really connect them. Oh, you got to keep track of those cards. You got to keep track of your whiteboard and your marker right next to your seat. So I like them to have little whiteboard and marker, deck of cards, um, pair of dice, those kinds of things that we can do. Um, cookie sheet with the, um, with the letters that you can, that you can put on the, the magnet letters, just yeah. really simple things like that. So you're maybe thinking like, wow, this is so unfancy. And that is true. I, I am unfancy. Uh, I also Sarah, unfancy have, is yeah. good. <laughs> I bet most of us would agree. Unfancy and simple is good. And, it's, you know, as long as the kids get the information. And I think sometimes if it's too fancy mm -hmm. for our kids and too much movement and too colorful and too quick that they lose it, yeah. they need something a little more direct. Yes. So yeah. I, um, I'm doing a lot of 15 and 20 minute sessions now. That's kind of what I'm doing with a lot of my Arctic kids. Language kids that are, are, are sixth grade and older, I do 30 minutes. Um, but for a lot of my um, Arctic kids, and some of my kids, I do 10, 15 or 20 minute sessions uh, multiple times a week or, or however that will work. The other thing, I'm just gonna click back on this. The other thing I like about having a blank document, a, a new kid or group of kids, is I keep this and then I send it home for homework for them or teacher, this is what we did today. This is very specific to this student. And so I'm doing it live with them. I don't have to do anything after. How do you send it home? A lot of email. Do you email? Okay. I, I text okay. and email parents a lot. And I know okay. not every SLP likes to text, but I have a Google number uh, that um, is free and that I can text parents with so they don't know my cell phone number. Ooh, nice. Ooh, that's mm -hmm. a really good idea. I should actually add that to my ABC list. So yes. anyway, Google number. That's a good uh, one. And, <clears throat> and so here's another one, just days, months, colors. This is my functional words for R. And so this is something like drill. Um, I'm a big driller too, once kids, even if they have um, higher levels. So you can see I have fries first, second, and third 100s with R. Uh, and so numbers, colors, months, days. So these are all things that my students know um, that's important to them. And some of these, I even have just paper copies for them there. Um, why? Well, if I'm working with a group, I can say, hey, Jaden, do your functional R words, go across the room and do that. Or I need you to look at those and be ready, uh, something like that. And so mm -hmm. having things okay. available to them, plus having uh, working with a student um, uh, is is one way to deal with groups that that I know is is a little bit challenging for people. Okay. Um, and then here, so I always have blank uh, documents as well. Let's see. So those that's kind of what I wanted to show you with with that. Let's look at um, online resources. So uh, this is one. Did story you do, on, are you going to do purchased? I will. I will. Oh, okay. I'm going to do this first. Online though. first. Okay. Gotcha. So I want to show you, I'm screen sharing right now. I'm going to stop the screen share because it's really critical that when you share a video and you want the, yes. and you want the sound without taking your headset off. And sometimes even when you take your headset off the sound, um, you can't hear the sound you want to do share computer sound. So I just did a share. I chose my video, I'm choosing my video and, and for Zoom, and maybe all of you know this, but on the bottom left-hand corner, there's a share computer sound. And I had to put a check mark on there. 
if I don't do that, you're not going to be able There's to hear no sound. sound. Yeah. No sound. So that's just such a critical piece. I, in all the groups that I'm in, this is something that comes up constantly um, for SLPs. And it's so frustrating. Um, even on the platforms that I'm aware of, um, there's sound issues with that as, as well. So I'll just say that. So Storyline Online has been around for so long. It's just books that are read by actors and actresses um, in the guild that um, are not just showing the pages, but they've actually kind of made videos of them as they're reading. So I'm just going to give you a quick. So I'm going to just go ahead in here. Good morning. And guess who might have done this? And they've got I the, broke, I the writing that you can see. Off her pajamas, whiskers, and notes. So what she else do I like? I like that I can mute this. I like that I can pause this. I like that I can have um, kids read for me um, if I want them to read a page and listen to a page. There's so many options with this. It's just uh, really um, an amazing thing. And I, I know we, we are going to use every minute of this hour. Um, and so I, I want to make sure that everyone is aware of some other online tools, but then I'm going to show you how to search for some as well in a really okay. easy, really easy way. So okay. happyclicks.net, happyclicks.net has, and I know a lot of people are going to be working with toddlers or four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, or lower functioning kids. And you might be looking for some games like specifically for those kids. And so play a free online toddler game. So lots and lots of games here that you're able to play. Um, so for instance, um, if you pick a maze game, let's say it's going to give you um, the the directions, very easy directions, and then start, and then you can hear that. Um, but you can use the arrows either on the keyboard or here using your mouse or touch screen. Um, so um, that kind of stuff works well too. So this is called happyclicks.net, happyclicks.net, free games. So one thing that's important, and maybe, you know, if you're using Zoom and you are sharing a screen, all you have to do is kind of toggle over the you are sharing screen, and then you can get the annotate, um, and you can allow kids to actually have the mouse, um, the remote control. And so kids are able to type, they're able to circle, they're able to use all of the annotate um, tools that are available. That for sure is on Zoom. And I've, I've done the same thing um, with the Microsoft and Google um, versions as yeah, well. Yeah, and you're talking about there at the top, right? It's the, the green one that says you are viewing, blah, blah, blah. And then it says yes. view options right and beside so it. Mine is different because- Yours is different because you're yeah. the SLP. Because, well, because I'm the screen share, correct? You're the screen sharer, right? Yep. So then those of us that are viewing the kids out here, then we could just go down and click on annotate or whatever, right? Yes. They're there. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah, you got so it. So kind of play around with that. Okay. Yep. Good. So Good. I'm going to show you another one. This is kind of my old school uh, website that I always go to, but they, they keep on, uh, you know, uh, having more for me and my kids love these. So pbskids.org, very simple, tons and tons of fun games, um, new games, reading games, teamwork games. So they've even got some, some really great interactive how to make a connection with kids kinds of games. 
um, feelings, adventure, great. PBSKids.org. Yep. PBSKids.org. So we're going to. Games! The thing about PBS.org that I love um, is that you can turn off the sound for them. You can turn off the sound um, on that website during the games, but not turn off the sound for your whole system which is something that is important to SLPs who've been doing this a while, um, looking for, oh, what websites have games where I can turn the volume off on the game so I can talk and I can hear my student talk. Uh, That's another feature that I kind of have looked at and feel that's important. Very important, yes. Um, We have some other questions and comments and so on here that we probably need to fit in here. Um, Let's see here, oh my, okay. What email do you use to be HIPAA compliant? Is the Google number HIPAA compliant? Sorry, where is share computer sound? What email do you use to be HIPAA compliant? I think you were talking about using a Google phone number, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can text. Mm-hmm. Well, I think- so you go through your school districts for that information. That's not really information that I, you know, can, can I mean, I have the things that my school districts allow, allows me to use. Okay. And so I think you're going to have to really work with your clients one-to-one, your school districts, your hospital, whoever your contract is with. I'm going to okay. say that's who you really need to go through. Okay. My school districts have um, an email system that we do um, share documents and that we do have emails that, that are HIPAA compliant. Yes. Okay. And here's a, a, a great <clears throat> contribution. VOOKS, V-O-O-K-S, is great for stories. Oh. Good to know. V-O-O-K-S. Yes, that's from Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. And then here from Diane. Sometimes it's good for them to hear you ready it. And you can stop the video and ask content questions. Yes. Okay. Love it. You got it. Great, great. Um, A couple of others. Let's see here for thinking about, oh, I'm thinking about using Google Meet for a private practice. It does Mm -hmm. not have a whiteboard function but I can easily share Google Docs as you demonstrated. Do you yes. think that's doable? Oh, yes. And it's, okay. I mean, don't quote me on this, but it's better to just open a Google Doc. Kids can interact with it. You can interact with it. Yes. Okay. I vote yes. Yep. Okay, good. And do you recommend any specific PBS.org games? I've not found any that I like. Do you have any specifics? Oh, no, I just use a million. I let the kids pick them. Because ah. I use them, yeah. So I just, okay. I okay. have zero that I like, but my kids have hundreds that they like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So okay. Yeah. Good. Good. So good. Let's quick go to just a couple of different, and I know that people know this, but um, Shar and I talked about the whimsical word speech pathologist. She's got a lot of great. And again, I'm not trying to push one person over another. I do not know this um, beautiful SLP here, but um, she's got a nice blog and she's got a lot of nice materials that you can um, view and see if you would like them. And they're on um, Teachers Pay Teachers. So um, this is another one. But what I really wanted to show you is the Telepractice for SLPs Facebook group. And you know, if you don't do Facebook, I understand. But this is a group Uh, that shares a lot of great information 
uh, regarding very specific um, activities and tools. And so what I wanted to, to let you know is you can post something, a question like, what are your favorite pbs.org games? Okay, for instance, and believe me, you've got a lot of your colleagues that are that are going that would love to answer that because they've got their favorite but also and and i think that you know this but you can search the group um you can search very easily for anything that's been shared so all you have to do is when you are um i hesitate to do home because i never know what my friends are sharing on facebook so um if you know how to get to groups that you are involved in um, they're always on the left-hand side. And so my um, group telepractice for SLPs, I'm choosing that. That's what comes up. And then I see the list here and I can search this group. And so what I can do, and maybe a lot of you know this, but I noticed that people ask the same questions over and over. And also people say, I don't know how to search. So that's why I always feel like I need to, to, to say it. Um, and so you can put anything in there for search. So if we do like teachers pay teachers um, and we do a search for that, and then you're going to get um, a lot of suggestions for teachers pay teachers. So just wanted to quick yeah. point Good. that out to people. Good, Good. Um, excellent. Excellent. A um, couple of things here. Google Voice is what you use to create a phone number. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. And how do we turn down the volume for a game? Is it, it's within that online well, or is it on I, your computer? It's not on your computer. It's either, it, some of them just have on and off and some of them like YouTube with the volume on and off, you can also toggle, turn it down, but not every game has that. Okay. okay. So some of the games, it's basically just on or off. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you know of any sites for middle school students? Any sites for probably, yeah, I work with half my caseload is middle, middle school students. So they'll have to email me that question. Cause I know we're running out of time. Okay. Here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Well, Good. I didn't get through all of the ABCs, but we're not, um, we, we have, lot of them. we still have two minutes. <laughs> oh, we still have two minutes. Yeah. So unless there's something else that people want to ask or let's see, I've heard there's an interactive whiteboard with Google called Jamboard. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Well, and yeah, you didn't use the interactive board here on zoom but there is one here right yes there's a whiteboard yeah. is that what yeah, you mean whiteboard? whiteboard here yeah 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 okay good yes so check out the rest of the alphabet there's lots and lots of um different resources that i have um posted here the the last thing just as slps that i want to point out you may have heard the terms directly related to telepractice synchronous and asynchronous so that those are terms that ASHA has defined and they have to do, um, they're important for billing, but they're also important for um, plans of care and IEPs. Synchronous telepractice services are direct audio, video, face-to-face, -face, we're here at the same time. Asynchronous okay. is basically data transmission. I have, I'm recording my child speak or my, uh, you know, an adult speak and I'm sending that to you you are listening to it and providing feedback or i'm videoing you um, someone and they're going to send it to me um, to evaluate and give feedback on so that's synchronous versus asynchronous okay all so right that's an important one uh for for folks but i just want everyone to know um 
first of all, I adore SLPs, so I love you. And secondly, my email, sarahjamesconsulting at gmail.com. Please ask me follow-up questions. I'm, I'm happy to, to help. I'm happy to um, help you kind of wade through this because I know for some people this is uh, a new adventure, let's call it that. Okay, let's call it a new adventure <laughs> and can be challenging and um, nerve-wracking. But once you get the hang of it, I mean, obviously you just whip around and you know exactly what you're doing. So it's right. probably like everything else. You just get used to doing it. Yes. Yeah. I you agree. just get on the bike and you try and balance and, and off you go. You're an SLP first. I'm going to start and end with right. that. You are an SLP first. You're the most important yep. piece. Yep. All right. Very, very good. Thank you so much, Sarah. You are amazing. Very helpful information. And so fun. Yeah, it was very fun. And if you enjoy this seminar, this webinar, um, Sarah and Kristen Martinez are doing a five-hour course jointly over two days, three, hour, three hours on one day and then two hours on another um, called Mastering Teletherapy, Moving Beyond the Basics. And uh, it's there for speechtherapypd.com. So you can just go find out the date and time. It's actually here in July. I know that. Do you remember the dates? Like, you know, I'm it's, afraid to. I know 20... that I'm on the 22nd. Okay. And I can't right. remember if it's the day before or the day after. Okay. Well, that's good that. to know. That's not too far off. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. I know that's going to be a really good one. I will tune in for that one too. So as we wrap up, do you remember the three things after you log into your speechtherapypd.com account? Survey, exam, print your certificate. Thank you again, Sarah. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for everything that you do with your therapy kids. Stay healthy, stay strong during these challenging times. Take care. Bye-bye. Yes. Thank you for joining us on Talking Teletherapy. Remember to visit our website, speechtherapypd.com teletherapy for information about upcoming episodes and webinars. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. If you would like a discount on a pod course membership to speechtherapypd.com to earn the ASHA CEUs, enter in the coupon code TALKING20 for $20 off the pod course membership. Thanks for joining us and have a great week.